Hey, welcome to Augusta Elite Podcast. Welcome to Thanksgiving edition of Augusta All Elite. Well, because I forgot to take a break, so I'm doing this this week. Then next week, I'm basically going to take a long break. I'll be, I'll be like, I'm not going to take a long break. Like, I'll be back next week. But I will take a long break starting, like, December 1st. And after that, like, like, how should I put this? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this. Like, like, December 1st, like, between December, like, uh, do this. Like, December 4th, I will be taking my break. So, basically, see, the last podcast for the year will be on December 3rd on a Sunday. So, that will be the final podcast for this year till 2024. I just want to get this out of the way. That's where, I, that's where I end here and start my break on December 4th on Monday. And I promise I will be back on in January 2024. So for now, let's let's continue with the podcast. Starting with Raw. Sorry for the interruption. I'm just telling you on the way. All right, welcome to this week's Raw War Games. Whatever. Let's go to the home go home edition of Survivor Series War Games. With War Games again being the theme of this year's pay per view, Manager Book One member from each team and battle right entry advantage for Saturday night. Monday, we saw Chad Gable take on Kei Nakamura. The Powers wreck out with Drake's face, Nia Jax, Lynch against Nia Zia Lee. Lately, Drew McIntyre addresses the actions from last week and starts with Judgment Day. Let's go on what happened Monday night. We go to the open segment. We got a quick video package. Raw open Drew McIntyre in the ring. Coast booing. Crowd booing. Saw everyone was going to listen to him. The Scott said anyone turned their back on him. He was never a fan in the first place. He didn't give a damn about these fans. He ridiculed James so for never apologizing to the people he screwed over while he was in the bloodline. McIntyre spoke about everything he has sacrificed for his family. How James fan took the biggest moment away from him when he was able to perform in front of his family in Europe. Yes, he said he hasn't joined joined Jumpman Day, but Rhea Ripley gave him the chance to get Jay Cage to take it. This brought Jay to out to respond to Jumpman Day show up and McIntyre provide backup. Jay eventually fights War Games Team Two. Adam Pierce said he didn't want anyone from your team fighting anyone would cost their team advantage on Saturday night. He also saw Babyface team pick a fifth member before the end of the night. McIntyre did a great job as part by the segment. Everything came felt, felt so much force to get two teams have a stand up. That would have been more useful at the end of the show. The stars start. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Pierce Lawn team pick what member would fit on the show of War Games Advantage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's something we do. Like, I. We got a Nia Jack versus Rachel Rodriguez. We got Mania Powers this week when Jax Rodriguez fair off in singles match. Jax size gave revenge, so she was going to take the show early. She trash talked quite a bit until Rodriguez made a comeback, sent her out of the ring, show a tackle. We now see Jax back in the driver's seat at the beginning, focus her offense on the back of her opponent. When Rodriguez tries, she was able to flip Jax up her shoulder due to damage she had taken. When she was unable to hit a powerbomb, Jax used the opportunity to hit her finisher for the win. This is better than expected. A decent inner resemble force versus the mild ball object kind of showdown. Rodriguez always looks over best when, when she's facing someone closer to the side of bigger. She was the biggest highlight here. And I just defeated Rachel Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got a quick backstage moment. Backstage set when Priest told Ripley wanted to find an advantage match. She said she needed to wait for McIntyre to discuss it as a group. Archer Ifemi seemed unhappy about this. 
Rodriguez had a nice quad, but yeah, whatever. Let's let's go to Becky Lynch versus Zali. Okay, before she entered the cage at Wargate, Lynch has some personal business handling with Liam Monday. NXT Women's Champ Leah Reck was in the crowd to watch Lee since their involvement feud right now. Dramatically, Lee take control, but a strategic takedown from Lynch turned the table, put the man in charge, right up. Bolt regained the upper hand, hangs on the brain. I mean, not the brain. Alright, anything. Lynch begins to show some signs of life. They trace her big moves near fall before the man finally kept Lee down for the three count with a manhandle slam. It was a high competitive match, a genetic one that make Lee look a lot better. She has on the main roster's point. She needed a performance like this, even if she stand up losing. Uh, when Dash Control showed up a cross star fight, Lynch's team showed up to turn into a big brawl. So Becky Lynch defeated Zion Lee. Um, anyway. Okay, I got the loads again. Um, keep forgetting. <laughs> See ya. Lee having fused on Raw's next T is a big step up for being on a team in a little time this year. Okay. So, yeah, WWE brought back lighting graphics for Chinese Star's entrance. It's great to see. It's one of the cool AR graphics that company used. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. So, we got Jerry Gargano versus Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser looks to prove that he didn't need any advances help to defeat Jerry Gargano with a two match for a man match this week. But Chompa was a ring stand backup for Johnny Rustis in case. Gargano kind of two guys who've been in the ring with each other a dozen times over the years, but they already developed great chemistry and highlight each other's strengths. Guys did a great job setting up opponents' fast paced offense while Gargano did the same for a member whenever he overpowered him. Both men are good at what they do. People were shocked they produced anything except a fun match the amount of time they're given. Vince came out to help watch Gargano score the win, yet talent even seen him have a bit of a smile on his face. So Gargano defeated Kaiser. So, so basically, the pronunciation of Kaiser's name is actually soothing. And you know what? Like Gargano Chop having matching gear, it goes a long way making their team feel more long term. And then it was NXT. We got Kaiser's Run Rich Slam kind of look cool. We go to the women's tag team number one contenders for a four-way. It's weird. After being set up in a background segment, we got a fair four following four women's tag teams by Nuka Tedders for the titles. Taya, you know, Kachan, Carter, Ian Hartwell, Kaz Relate, Neil Nile, and Dupree made up the quartet. Any matching competitors could be difficult to manage. Ian Harder is winning four teams and it being four four setup. The match has some set, fun setups, bills, and much to it. It was nice to see women in the ring on Monday, but the weakest match got in the ring perspective. However, main event was entertaining against the title holders, Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, and being hilarious on commentary edition the most T women's spots. Knox ended up getting a win for a team over earning the title shot. They get not time to delete the other teams are a win tag title shot. So yeah. Uh it's good. So yeah. It's good something. Mm. We got Chad Gable versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Gun Mike Miz and Gunther had an in-ring segment. Talk a little track, build up their kind of title feud. They talked for a long time for the things ended with Lester hit a low blow and a finish from the champ. Next, we got a Nakamura versus Gabriel. Recent weeks, the artists have been dismembering members of Alpha Academy, so the leader of the group felt it was a duty to put him in his place. Gable uses amateur wrestling skills that take Nakamura down a few times from the beginning of the match. They traded control back and forth a couple of times, but the pace during the first half was controlled by the Lippian. 
Nugger got more offensive during the second half, but Gabe was the only one seen that most of the control of the time. The Aris got the win. It wasn't the Kachashin. It was he had to use a penny combination to beat Gable, so maybe one more encounter in the future. This was a fun bout. The best of series between Nakamura and Gable look good against other opponents. No surprise, but he started winning some bigger matches. Nakamura defeated Chad Gable. Bahal Ira get a quick promo on video package that challenged Monster Reed to the match next week. Okay, Gable's counter to a good variation looked great. Variation. And the full Nelson Super from Gable's crisp. McIntyre versus Uso. Jay Uso. The main event of the show determined which men team would advantage heading to war against week, but McIntyre was also looking to take out Summer's frustration on Jay Uso in the process. They came face to face. Jay Uso took the first shot to. Shade of hands, sizely Jay Uso brought by upper hand after exchanging Greeks. The Scott scored the first near fall of the big back elbow. They tried to control several times throughout the match to keep us guessing. And come, let me just believe it seemed like a foregoing conclusion by hand. Just entertainment, like a film main event for some reason. Would have been main of the show, but it would have probably been on the card. It would have fit better on the show. So yeah, the Scottish were kept talking about how he wanted to take out for good, but he rested the match while he utters a feel animosity hard as should have. So yeah, uh Maxon got this one in clean win with future shot DT instead of his usual Claymore kick. The show ended with two war game match fighting around the ring. Cody Rhodes revealed a member of the group we ran Orton with some obvious clue context clues. Drew McIntyre defeated Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the so yeah, the rules for war games are pretty are pretty un, easy to understand, but how somehow WWE made it somewhat complicated. So honestly, McIntyre is great at trash talking the ring because you can hear him over a crowd noise. Here's my thoughts: This week's Raw managed to deliver some drama at ring action. So I'm gonna go home and it's survivors this week. A staggering 27 women will feature on Monday's episode across various matches, videos, segment, video packages. Instead of recording on Royal Rumble show, every match, drove a level of performance was built to Kaiser, Razor Lynch, and Lee being close second. Alright, Warren Games, only fun stipulation. With the return of Orton set for review, fans are calling for a great time. As a whole, it feels like WWE's program has hit its stride recently. It's not perfect, but it shows it's been constantly enjoyable from start to finish. Okay, alright, let's go. Alright, let's go review Dynamite now. Alright, here's my Dynamite, like AEW Dynamite review. Alright, let's get to Dynamite now. Let's get to it. Uh, let's start with this week's Dynamite. Alright, the, the Continental Classic kicked off this week with best wrestlers from the world, right? Rowling for the right on the first ever AEW Continental Champion. Where Eddie kicks his never overweight ring of our world titles at stake. The Thanksgiving broadcast how the first section turns well as the championship set the speech from Thomas Tony Storm, latest from Christian Cage. When what went down who won their first victories in the first ever tournament and what does it mean for our elite wrestling and the build to the world's end on December 30th. The final of this recap of this Wednesday show. Uh, okay, final classic rules lineup. We got the blue group. Andrade El Ido, the American Dream, Brian Danson, Brody King, Cardell Casanoli, Danny Garcia, Real Bar World Champion, Ron Chan, Open Ray Chan, and Kingston. The Gold Group, Lito, Jay Lito, Jay White, Ron Moxley, Mark Briscoe, Roosh, Sven Strickland. 
Now we already know the rules, so let's go to the match cards. The, for the class on Classic Glow, the main event was John Moxley versus Mike Briscoe. Connor Classic Glow League, Swerve Strickland versus Jay Lethal. Continental Classic Glow League versus Jay Rush versus Jay White. Orange Cassidy, Hook, Cassino Shabbat versus Matt Monard, Shayla Parker and Jake Hager, Ruby Soul versus Sky Blue versus Anna J. Tyner's Tony Star Championship acceptance speech. And Christian Cage re-Christians Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. So let's start with some Continental Classic Gold League. Swerve versus Jay Lethal. On the heels of sadistic Texas Deathmatch. Full gear we saw him defeat him Bank Page. Swerve directly become the first competitor to win points in the Middle Classic. Defeating Jay Lethal in the op- round roll open. Open tournament opener Wednesday night. It should be no surprise to anyone that Strickland legal had a great contest. You know, the competitor, each competitor spoiling each other's injuries, and it went Strickland double stomp for the pinfall. Kicking a diamond most buzz perfect star from the latest pay per view call. Strickland did not disappoint the fans of Chicago behind Green like a Norris pot, making the opener feel like a even bigger deal. Great start to the show. Brooklyn defeat. <laughs> my thought, my thought for this match, that pop of Strickland was enormous. And second thing, Strickland and Lethal form framework a match by Target each other's injuries. Strickland's right shoulder, Lethal's net knee. Swerve is about the most organic baby face in this show. We go to NJF Clown Cole promo. The better for you, better than you, baby. And pie their way, limp their way to the ring. Does dance at the NJF hip is injured his hip. A successful AW World Championship defense against Jay White, which tag team partner and Cole interfered as some banter. NJF made reference to the devil interrupted by the mysterious masked devil who simply laughed at his assertion that he wanted nothing to do with the people's scumbag. This brought out Samoa Joe. MJF tried to screw out the world title shot before Cole talked to him about being a man of his word. Eventually, a match for the world's end. Agree, do, but before Joe Valens destroyed MJF in his hometown, take the gold. The biggest question of why Cole would be interested in MJF honoring his agreement with Samoa Joe for a world title match it is an opinion that when MJF grew close to that claim that he asked, tapped by the devil's minions, let's leave that champ and no choice but to turn to Joe. We could be getting closer to finding who's behind the mask. We're surprised if some medical plan connected by that management of coal. Or maybe just Jack Perrin's unexpected possible outcome. This is much more multi-layer segment that accomplished things, different things, and got NJF on the screen despite his injury. Good stuff in it. Man, Jeff Cole partnership appears to have cold appeared two or three months ago. So... There's some parts of it. When I was born, the devil out of fear screamed. You know why? Because the guy didn't want any competition and just said we're, we're being interrupted by AW's mass devil who laughed. Then he talks about the Ring of Honor legend. I beat Chicago twice and just said reference to his two victories over CM Punk. Then adds that everywhere you go, I'll be few steps behind Joe and Joe Warren and Jay Valentine to have his back until the world's end in Long Island for beating him and taking the AW world title. Next, we got the trios match. AW International Champ Cassidy falls victory over Moxley at full gear by team with a W champion hook and Shabbat champion Shabbat to defeat Daddy Magic. Matt Menard, Cool Hand, Jericho Park, and Jake Hager in trios match. There's a front bound, but that left former Jericho appreciate side members get a better shine. Board baby faces exploded back into the secured the win by the Saints, the Red Drum Sleeper from Hook and Shabbat. 
does not fire any ongoing stories or make anyone look better or worse than their prior match. It was a good fun. Beyond that, the feature will anticipate return of Don Hansen, who converted a, delivered a curse to Hager amid the big pop from the Chicago fans. Hook, Shibata, Cassidy defeated Hager, Manard, and Parker. Cassidy paid a mention to surprise other backstage Benjamin. When Don Hansen made his return, three weeks too late, but the return nonetheless, the career may have been weak. The Halloween ill-inspired presentation was great. Don Hansen broke out Hager's favorite purple hat, and when he confronted the curse, the former world champion. We go to Christian Cage, Christian and Nick Wayne, which is a neutral On the heels of full gear loss to Adam Copeland, staying diamond that he and his hand, Cage led Nick Wayne, Luchasaurus, in the ring, when attacking re-christening them. Oh, yeah. He did so, rebranding Luchasaurus as Killswitch and Wayne as the Prodigy, but not before humiliating the former in a way that would likely continue to draw attention within the group. Shana Wayne, Nick's mom, interrupted, perceived, but ended up catching a rape blow from Killswitch for Katie's concerto. Anna Copa's made to save, delivered two spears, a concerto of his own, stood tall as confident she can't cover up with her R.H. Radar started realizing a competitor from his own mother. This is an interesting segment. Cage is the great heel. But the illusions are really to be branded as something more and more generic. What's the point of calling Wayne something Ray had been referred to? So, how did Copa not realize Shane was a ring and attack her son when he slid right past her to wipe him out with the first spear? Is keeping the feud away so in a rat chunky fashion, clunky fashion. Open leads to Copeland versus Cage at World's End. This mm. This is a quote. I can tell you an honestly secure that I did not lose that match. Cage said I have the build up points of admitting when when losses. Nick Wayne did not lose that match. Luchasaurus lost that match. Cage or Luchasaurus a knee proceed rename and quill switch. In order Wayne to defeat the label of the prodigy, one was fine. The other was a letdown considering the commentary team has repeatedly labeled him the prodigy. Kate told Shane that her late husband buddy would have been disowned by his son. Go punch your car because your ship about to begin at Denny's, he told her. The bump by Shane into the ropes was nasty. We go to another Continental Classic, Roosh vs. Switchblade J. White. The Switchblade earned three points to Continental Classic by pinfall victory with Roosh, defeating El Toro Blanco with a Blade Runner following a well-timed detected low blow. This was a competitive match between two men did a solid job putting over physical exhaustion experience and disappointed nights at full gear. It puts out J.Y. as a resourceful hill who will still find a way to cheat and win. Amy cannot rely on side interference. Bullet Club, Gold Cronies. It was a big bounce back to victory for one of Takata's company after losing to NGF in full gear. For Rouge, it was another disappointing loss despite her solidifying as a premier wrestler in AEW. White Push, Ru- Pin Rouge. And we go to backstage. Paquette caught up with Hager, Metar, Parker, and RJ. The later asked Parker really in her corner night's three-way wins match. She said she would be deceived by receiving a phone call at the same time for Ruby Soho. It took long for the commentary to remember that Rouge fought a ladder match in full gear just as worn down his way to a guy with one leg and a dislocated hip. Sky Blue versus Ruby Soul versus Anna J. The match was never good as may have been thanks to Alberta Bond's attention to going solo Soho Angelo Parker romance storyline. So much focus on that story and the interaction between two notes. So we Matt Mono ringside actually about became secondary. Blue win was important, setting things ahead in the direction of a challenging star for the AEW Women's World Championship. But how so? She seems to be taken when her latest channel of stories of seeds are continue to rise. Blue defeated Jay Soho. 
Prior to the match, Toysa made her transition set speech for exit was cut off by rival Blue in the direction at the Chicago native as an ex-contender to the title. Blue's could be developed a real good work as she was she not companions until once she a year ago, day and night, she's gonna be a world champion sooner than rather later. Matter Rad saw her leg and night argument between himself and Saraya rings out her side of the ring. Blues kicked so in the arms of Parker would make matter make the matters worse. We go to the main event. Jay Briscoe vs. John Moxley. A long running show happened in the main event this week's broadcast while John Moxley defeated Mark Briscoe during three points in the Connell Classic. More Rush and Rosman saw a grueling battle between four world champion and one of the most respected influential wrestlers of the last two decades. Briscoe showed great toughness while absorbing everything when at him was to come to Massa to stomp in the second Death Rider match. Mostly when he, when he felt like a quote-unquote conclusion to something that was so surprising, it was time to start doing something mean, meaning with the Briscoe because some high-profile losses do add up. Mark Moxley defeated Briscoe. So, uh, and this one started relaying the show as the cards that he promised. Here's the show. We're going until there's a winner. Uh, look, Moxley matched with Blue. Even the Briscoe time and beyond necessary point only suggested two guys fighting cannot draw about drama on their own. Nicholas could say who they are, how long they've been doing this. The crowd came alive and near fall, which Briscoe came out as Death Rider. Mossy Delaware stomp test spawn with hey look at that it was a certain moment. My thought for this week is that the biggest show on Wednesday broadcast was kind of classic. It felt like it was a match that was shorter in time. Especially the two that came out the opening due to their need to go long winded promo segment of the show. The show was driven up the heavier angle, heavy segments that couldn't take them a lot less time. When we went down to it, Rose are very good. It could have been more had AEW had not taken make time for either segment elsewhere. The show goes above average score because of in-ring quality. So, yeah. This is my thoughts on this week's Dynamite. Now we go straight to Ring of Honor now. We go straight to Ring of Honor now. Alright, we're at Ring of Honor. Let's go to Ring of Honor this week's. This week's Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Rousey, Susan, Maria, Shepard, Athena, and Bay Stars. So, Rosa Rosie makes her ARA debut on the club this week. Rosie teamed with Shepard, wrestled Athena, and Blaze Starks when AJ ran a show for Kia Form on number 17 from last week. So, let's go to it. So, also on tonight's show, the ROA Pure Champ Shibata defends the against Beretta. Shibata seeks his seventh title defense and winning the belt to the card order in March. The wrestler he beat for the title will Yuta will be also be action pure rules match. He faced Lee Moriarty in a match that was to last night's Dynamite in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. okay. He can pay to give a shot at the Tony's tonight. He's to be a page. So, yeah, last time he's defeated Paige on the episode of Air. So many teams. So other than Universe Mariah Asher. So let's go to it. So this week Arch begins with Arch from Champion Dina Bay Stars ensuring open challenge every two women to face them tonight. Shiv entered the frame once they left and made a phone call when she called. So yeah, the the Arch Pure Challenge title match, Shibata defeated versus Beta Beta Beretta to it. Like, I mean Shibata defeated Trent Beretta to attain. The judges were Jerry Lynn, Max Romain, Jane Jacobs, 
two minutes scramble to a stalemate and start each man waiting until his finishing maneuvers. Gretta uses first rope break, escape up short arm scissor attempt. Jabata went from Gretta's arm, Gretta's arm, dropping knee on him, kicking Gretta in the back. Jabata landed two hard kicks to Sabretta eight for running to Alpha Spear for Beretta. Beretta hit a 20 OD for falling with a running near near fall. Beretta hit a lay in the chop to no avail. Jabata stood up no and a form that sent Beretta to the corner. Beretta cut off temptation drop case and he brought Jabata to the floor by hitting a punching to the outside. Beretta hit a drop kick but Shibata rolled through hit a boot and bent both men down. <laughs> Shibata first Beretta in the corner for hitting the two drop kick. Shibata hit a half hatch super for a near fall. Shibata locked on the ankle lock, forced Beretta to use the second rope break at 7.30. Beretta rolls with a bone arrow lock, but it strikes a new effect. Shibata hit a CL for a near fall, then hit a rip cord slap in the face. Shibata hit a penalty kick to win and retain the title. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this was a good match. When Nigel defeated Hirohogi and Chishidora Diamond. Diamond Hogan fought on the floor as Nigel fought the door with shoulder blocks. Diamond covered on Nigel in the corner for Hogan hit dives at Dora and Nigel on the floor. All four women ended up in the ring with Diamond or Dora powerbombing Nigel on the ring. Hogan took these two down and probably crossed by. Everyone laying the chops to each other before the match broke down the six. Pier 6 Brawl ended with Hogan's super kick on Nigel for near ball. Eventually, Nigel ended up alone in the ring with Dora. Hitting the bay with a power bomb from the wind. So we got Ethan Page versus Tori Nice. This was a very good televised feud. Ethan Page continued to get in the crowds in this match. Sorry, announced this week's group chanting to cancel order for Nice to focus on putting Page behind them. Nice caught Page with a boot for clever in the corner. Page slowed out of the corner, shoulder block for Lane. Shoots and round shot to the milk. Nice in the corner for Chad and Page in the neck, dropping Page over the ropes on the neck. Nice threw Page into stairs and ate on the floor. Back in the ring, Page brought back and Nice avoided a step shot with the spinning hill kick with their fall. Page fired up, hitting his shots near fall. Sterling had the interfere, but ref called and Ape went him out. Nice complained to her, leading to Page and a running big boot for the win. Nice jumped Page at the belt, leading to a fight. So, that security had to break up. So, yeah. So there we go. Now we go straight to we got a recap of the ROH World Champion King to retain over, over the title with Jay Lethal. ROH World Tag Team Champion and the other team was the Lojo to beat the Guns to retain the tag titles. The Workhorsemen with three of the Iron Savages, the West Coast Cracker Crew, and the Infantry in a tag match. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see the Workhorsemen get a win. It's been highly on ROH TV. The action was fast, furious to start with infantry with control to start Bronson and be with a flash attack for sending into a boulder chest. Zach Isaacs tagged in for forearms for an enemy head kick. Team crew team to take down the Bronson. Bronson and Workhorse boulder chest down the blow for the rest of the crew for every kid over out there on the floor. Bronson hit the dive to the floor, but boulder hit a sidewalk Nelson. The savage went for a transform splash. Ratch broke down slurry. The workhorseman eventually isolated Nelson to end the day so the kick assisted for the win. Then we go to Tony Nice and Mike Sterling, who are backstage and lifting there. The play about Nice was off to Ethan Page. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. we go to Pure Rules match. Yuta defeating Lee Mariah. Judges with Jimmy Jacobs. 
Smashing main pass up. Mariah caught Yoda biases, but Tressie threw a double wrist lock. Yoda fought out, but Mariah caught Yoda with a quick kick to the arm. Mariah grounded Yoda for locking the hammerlock blow and out of submission. Transition to a pinfall for a near fall. Yoda transitions to octopus strike for him to right angle slam for the near fall. Yoda hit a bias line for Lana. Yeah, top little spot for your fault. Yuta went to the hammer and the end of elbow for he turned into a border switch stay stretch. Yuta escaped. Mariah snapped Yuta's fingers, booted him into the corner. Both men fought on the top row for Mariah Lana single plus with two men trade punches. The four would caused by warning for getting the form exchange. They trade grab a two plus with Mariah Sika. Yuta's arm the bonus and stretch. Yuta made his way free outside the referee's sight for getting a seatbelt pin in the corner to score the win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lee Johnson defeated Raza, Willie Mack, and Hartwell. Jack Hartwell made the press here and he looks like someone going from both to bring a lot of more appearances. No kids put here and not quit the win. Hartwell said, my Hartwell had a picture. They got the picture before the whole thing laughing. We are back and we caught the dog. The match become a flurry ending with Ronald and Johnson for the So we got the Page was backstage with Samir. Page is furious that Tony Smart Spear was trying to call the shots on his career. Meets with my man now, shake his hand, taking the issues when done. Until Meets shake his hand. So Maria Sheffer now the main event. Sheffer and Ronda Rousey versus Athena Bissell. This was a fun match as the crowd at the floor was red hot from the jump. Rousey was better than she did in the majority of her second run in WWE. There was a real buzz in the match. One of Ronda looked like a bigger star. She was a prime. The British was creative. Athena had it. Rousey did to rise Start for a crucial error where it is a one of her expertise for final battle. This was a great beat of this either way. So. Athena threw Starks to the ring, Stark with Rosa Peter down the dual throws. Sheffer tagging Lady takes the Starks. Starks tagging out to Athena, but after Rosa tagging in, Athena tagging Rouse to Starks. Rosa threw Starks into a corner for locking on the armbar on the ropes. Starks sent Sheffer to the ropes, and Athena can eat in the back. Sheffer booted and footed Athena down, but Starks Athena double team Sheffer to control. You know, so Sheffer was knocking Rouse, and then Sheffer eventually fought off Stark, made her tag to Rousey. Athena to attack out the stars again. Ryan and Rousey go wild on her. Athena got attacked the stars. Ryan and Dina send Rousey to full hilarious. Dina drops both. Both Shuffle and Rousey with a Timon drop following Slash Timon on the floor. Dina went to the top right for the old face on Rousey, but Rousey turned into our bar. Dina powered Rousey up, dropped her in the power bomb, but Rousey held on. Stars broke out with a swan time bomb, but Shuffle dropped through the backdrop. The batch broke down the pierce to brawl. Rousey catching Athena step up on the arm bar. Athena better way free for hitting a pop up German super from near fall. With some Starks. Um, Shepard tagging in, Shepard not Starks. Bro, Athena started to catch a shuffle at pop up position. Rousey, Wait, wait, wait! Oh, I mean, leading to Shepard, so Athena to roll down on the near fall. Rousey passed through 
Okay, so after the match, Vita with the jump, Shuffle Shuffle caught a bed kick, left the top at the end of the title belt, points about saying that Vita, rather than Shuffle so tall, the show went off the air. So, that was Ring of Honor, so let's get to the wrestling news. Wrestling news, don't take long. Alright, WWE in non-toxic internal belief is re-signed by AEW this past weekend. Jake for AEW World Champion, next to Jacob Freeman, and AEW Full Gear. The rest of the pro rest party is successfully retained. Thank you, Jake, alongside partners. The injury cold following the match. The injury was attacked. It's done on a rain and screen for Hamlet. The main event was obtained with the cold turn out for Pete. Finally, the time spent at five minutes and Aquas turned out for a match between his friend Jay White. So the win for the greatest pawns on the last Justin. That's true, and JF is definitely signed to a 2027 deal. So, yeah, mm hmm. And yeah, so yeah, it's what it is, and that's what it is. So, yeah, and JF is exposed, he is signed to a 2027. So, yeah, mm, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, mm hmm. Yeah, uh huh, yeah, okay, now we go to the updates of Gavaro inspected back on your TV. AEW star Gabar is now two years away. And then he suffered a new wrestling ring. It's not for friend. But Zero does still Gabar is expected as the strongest ring to muscle their mouth. Chance might be able to see it. Chance back in action. Del Sol said he's feeling a lot better. If it turned in, I definitely thought he'll be in Dynamics and a free fight. Get it back yet. I know he wants back in a major way. to see where time he takes them. When Lavar returns, it's inevitable that Joe Lavar's official business must resolve to matter of uh, So, Eric Bischoff weighs on Will Ospreay signing with AEW WWE. On the latest episode, in three weeks, Bischoff talked about signing Ospreay to fight in your parts to Pan Starge in WWE. And Starge started out in Ospreay a lot of Jewish personal goals were there was a lot of money on the table of companies. So, you have two companies that were. Is both of them offering you some such amount of money because of choice through your career? I'm not there. I since they've certain name and crushing many people that some in the state of country. There's a lot of freedom there. There's a lot of frustration about. 
I think if a guy like Will Sprite don't come in, I don't want to say bitch in the future, probably I'll influence has WWE. And this one from Bischoff and Jeff Silva. See, the producer here talk about value of personal freedom. Well, the only thing one million people are doing them. And then it's hard to put a price tag on it. You know, it's said here for one million dollars a year. Work off in New York City. Friday. He talks about that most about corporate structure and WWE. I'm going to say that. And it's also where Osprey signed AW because they promised something like Tosha and attacked it. It says, he said no. It's not unlikely. It's not going to happen. And like... Like, Bishop says this, like, people can change. I say, man, change. Like, basically, you peak, but you're young, so you have opportunity. Changes are changed. So, that's what Big Shot Pedro said. So, yeah, that was Wrestling News. We got all the way. Let's go straight to SmackDown Review. Let's roll into SmackDown. Okay. SmackDown this week. Alright, from 24 hours for Survivor Series live event, the AFSS1 Airways, Ryan Knight, this week from Chicago's All State Arena, we go home broadcast by headline by the Unspeed Tag Team Champions, Battle and Priest, Judgment Day defending against Street Profits, with Ford and Dawkins able to pay out to be success with the championship victory, or did Judgment Day build momentum and reward against the Survivor Series event? Find out about this week's recap of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Alright. Here's an announced advance for Undisputed Tag Champs, Ballad Priest for Street Profits, The Grace of Wallow Fabric Cameroons. Let's go to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the show. Um, let's go to the zone. Uh, let's, let's get going. Okay. Sorry, I just looked at my notes, so... Alright, Becky Lynch and her team kicked off SmackDown. Belair, Shotzi, Flair, Becky made their way to the ring, kick off SmackDown, despite tension. Team 2 later, same page. Bailey, Master Nipulate, quietly villain, arrived on scene trying to poke and prod a delicate partnership. Leads to the making of a main event later with Snow, Showpine, pitting the Queen, the Man, to the Dash Control War Games team. This is essentially any ever show opening segment, starting to ninth main event. This one had a little bit of substance with tease of main teach and trenching between Flair and Lynch. The absent, absent Ayaskai, the Akotaka Aska, saying backing out the role model, but still very uneventful in the ring promo start of the show. Could have been far short backstage invention. In. Chemistry between characters with shots and brutal energy and compromise are more reserved partners is fun. So, yeah. So Lynch refused to say Flair's name while explaining the team's decision to team with the Bayface team with nice touch of continuity. While Shazi says the Queen said after rambling around revenge on the ballsy badass, Bailey cursed into the ring alone, made her way to the ring, same way tired stirred things up between Lynch and Flair. Smile asking Wilma what her teammates are continuing to start the decision between Dan Control and Bailey and her partners. We go to the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. Judgment Day vs. Street Profits. Judgment Day secure momentum head of the Saturday War Games. Men may advance. Men validating police. Defended the assist by the Women's World Champ. Ripley to defeat the Street Profits. Retained the tag belts. The, the match had a quicker pace than most. And the crowd ate up. Ford and Dawkins were de facto bay faces. Better for worse. The Chicago WWE University team regained titles. Warren previously sent Brain Brent Ballard and Priest overcame the challenge and sent a message to Cody Rhodes. 
Jay Uso and Sami Zayn, World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins, and a returning Randy Orton on a Call of Red 3. We saw some of the columns would tend to be short, short term, which creates questions on Street Pods where the WWE is on Liam Heels. Judgment Day defeated the Street Pods to retain. This was an interesting match. Both tenders heels. Ford and Drop fired up the crowd by Bayface. One team is naturally going to cheer it over on year one, but anyway. So we saw a priest body Ford. Now, prior to the break, pending the challenges and defense enter a commercial. We got Ripley interfering to get praised and battle to win. By last Aviv, I watched backstage and a feud in fury about the outcome. We got the waste of Waller with Kevin Owens. That got involved with a tatty action. How you drink some grace and wallet fat gateway to Tati match statistical Austin Aguilar, see Gray Wallet, and it's as possible best see Austin Nero against Owens and Lant Knight. The two got the best in the recent weeks. The match was showcase the board guys and the fast and point case series got carried. The show red hot for B faces at night. Let's see. Heels of a rain one near team. Second segment, promise segment, PC was unnecessary. Oh, it's night to feel the area Waller. We got a nice video pack on Dragon Lee. Clearly, Santa explained his background, giving an opportunity to build a connection to the WWE Universe. Make funny, dress on your butt, and it'll look better. Owen said, pointing at Derry Justin and him. Uh, you know what happened? It's just someone. Owen said, for a shot arrival, LN9 can see a deafening pop. We go to Santa Escobar attacking Carlito. Antos Escobar erupted Carlito's Carlito's promo Friday night. I understand we add internet insult. Change the insult to Spanish in the instance by Scarrider Ramos. There is gone forever. Let your bra sneak attack by the heel and Carlito clutching his arm. Teasing he won't be able to compete inside his scheduled match with a former LLW teammate. Backstage while commercial break. As part of the fur injured Carlito until Dragon Lee made the save. I need to heal off. Team had potential change to surprise the lineup. This test was great. So I was ready when I hated guys in the company. At least stepped up to defend the LWO about being the official never the match at this point is a great way to build his presence on the show. As far as Carlito wears his LWO tattoo was criticized him not representing the LWO. He loved Ravens so much you're gonna be in a hospital. Scar over here and saying the show heads a break. Carlito crushed his shoulder for the sneak knee knee knee, knee strike. We go to Brawling Bruce versus Pretty Deadly. Might the Brutes, Brawling Bruce, mean no more. After last week's loss, Butcher Rayleigh kicked blasted Rich Holland with a broke kick. The prowess of the team walked down, partly even defending themselves against Pretty Deadly and in prison, Kit Wilson. Butcher turned to a mean spirited front, fighting the posh pretty off the blind tag, rolled up speed, and the Brew Wade's inspiring showing. This was seen as just one of the two things. Butcher Holland won poised to go separate ways as James is kind of going to return and bring them back together. His split brings up one cluster to re-Christianize Butch and Butch and Pete Dunn, so be it. Pretty Daddy defeated Burnley Brutes. Holland entered the ring and a Butch, sneaking so into the teammates. At the Holland, what? But Butch, the Brother Bruce Lee Falls opponents on retains in real zones was coming to the numbers disadvantage. Though backstage, Nick Dalton officially announced the match between Khalil and Scorpio postponed until Lee interrupted and pulled him to add to the match instead. 
All this obliged and believe versus Kabbalah was announced, announced moments later. Now we go to Becky Lynch and Flair versus Bailey and Asuka. For the majority of the main event of Friday night, Becky Lynch and Flair was on the same page they battle. They asked to control Asuka and Bailey. At one point, it looked like the man would pick up a win for a team, delivered a manhandle sign, put Bailey away, then Flair really spared Asuka into attention to fight a relationship prior to momentary. Make up once again and reared itself. The heels took advantage, scored the one, the yellow come for his intrigue. Cliffhanger that begs the question of the Bayface doing the fail at War Games. Four cannot get along, gets the match time to the fans, seek a deep beyond War Games gimmick, something that can only serve hands the battle saw your going bloodline. So Bailey Hot and Asuka defeated Bear Fair Lynch. The tensions come to the plant to see the tension as Flair Lynch failed to enter the ring the rest of the team. And we got a CM Punk chant, which pretty shot down. So other stuff, you know. Overall, like this episode of Samantha blew by a good sign for WWE as it, it puts the final touch on Build Survivor series. The judgment they look strong. There continue to be essential potential paid since the division storyline involving Becky Lynch, Charlie Flair, we got hot angle out of Carlito and Carlito, I mean, and Santos Oscar During the fun Owens and Knight versus Theory Well imagine you have a show that was easy to watch and definitely drummed up interest for one of the biggest shows of the year. So this was my thoughts on SmackDown. Let's go. Now we go straight to Rampage and Collision to end the broadcast. You know? Alright. Alright. Let's go to Rampage. Alright, Rampage. Alright, Rampage. Yeah, Rampage. Alright. We're going to live coverage of Rampage. Okay. Recap this week. Collision and Rampage are completed. So, yeah. So, we have... Uh, uh, this this week's show featured a ton of action, including a few matches, ongoing content of the tournament. Also saw Kabo Shabata defend the Orange Pure Champion against the former champion in own right, Will Utah. Let's look what went down this week on Saturday. Let's start with Hook versus Makamero. Rampage air for collision in early time. Usually, Hook came to kick off the show with a match against Romero. This was a great example of how AEW is skilled performers at all levels. Hook is still getting the career off the ground. Romero's a journeyman who's won all the titles all over the world. Romero put the young in his place. Earlier, by counting his offense, using veteran experience, outsmarting, but Hook didn't let him have it all the offense. Even though it's clear Romero has the upper hand for a time. Hooks more short of bursts of offense kept them in the fight every time he would hit something it would expl- look explosive. This combo was for choice, put in opening spot. Lot Marrow Hook put on a fun performance that gave more opportunities to sell for his opponent even before as like Rocky's finisher. Hook choked him out red run for the win. So yeah, okay. Rum so the the way that McGinnis managed to assault test coming at the same time was putting an impressive play of British and soul comedy. Hook crushed slips too. Hooks look great. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a good thing they show cut to commercial when he did a spot where Mara tried to run Hook to the ring. Didn't look so good. 
There we go. Next to Chris Chandler versus Diamet. After this, he missed out of full gear. Chris looking to get back to her winning ways at American Diamet. This is the first meeting of singles about, but Diamet doesn't get to hold a win over a standard tag match. They started a simple lockup, strange holes, question how they performed each move, but they were kept respectful until Diamond decided to be the one to strike. Matias came out the bunch. <laughs> Stage for the military strategy and slowing that down. She had an upper hand during the first half. The second half was much more competitive. There were a few moments of awkwardness as a whole. There was Sarah all in already and it gave Diamond more time to written than she had on AEW TV a long time. Sadler picked up the winners. This one went lying out in a match when Martinez tried to attack. This looked like it would lead to a tag match. Stanley defeated Diamond. Stat looked more serious than usual. She looked angry, which is understandable losing the title. The big player energy, energy drink ads are on the stage attracting. Stella really good at acting with just her first expressions. You can tell how she her character feels. The Kingdom vs. Local Talents. Kabosh Kasura Shabana vs. Utah. The Pure Championship. Natavian. And Mike Bennett gave a promo about Adam Cole and Jet Martin on local talents. A quick match. Kingdom won what appeared to be a North North effort. The Kingdom defeated two jobbers. So the main event on Rampage was Ram Hour was a pure chance for rematch between Shabana Yuda, Lynn, Jacobs, Christopher Daniels said the judges and stage at the announcer right now the rules made instruction on judgments of the current former pure champions lock up. As expected, this more felt more personal than the previous encounter. You want to prove that he's learned enough eight months since the match at Supercard to defeat the wrestler. Yuda ended up winning the reclaimed pure championship. We had to resort to a low blow to do it. This cut this help kept Yuta looking like a heel potential ship out a lot of it. The offer, the offer looked the English handshake for a second level of DET was a great way to end it. Yuta defeated Shibata to win the pure championship. We got a great video packet for Daniel Garcia for the for this match, honestly. There is something special about Shibata's music, so different from most wrestling things in part since I'm a part of it fits his whole vibe. Let's talk about Yuta. The way Yuta carries himself is completely different from a year ago. He has a new swag, a lot more confidence. He is no longer just a good technician. He's an all-around performer now. That's good for a girl. Well, Yuta. Now we got getting, now we got a collision now. The, the, the collision part of the show now begins. It, Garcia versus Daniel Garcia versus Claudio Casanelli. It begins as Garcia Castanelli competing in a match in the blue bracket in the Continental Classic Tournament. For Garcia, this is more just winning some points. He was someone a lot of fans feel should have been in the BCC. Put in a GSS instead, became a sports entertainer instead. Now, Red Devil is proving more than just a funny dance. He wants to show everyone he's one of the best best world. Like Castanelli, gave him the chance to do that. Expect it was a fantastic display of technical ability for both men. It was was that they were telling someone to Garcia versus Shabata. They were the veteran versus young talent. But they were told stories different way. Yuta wasn't the underdog, but Garcia was. Garcia survived a lot, but he was only able to kick out of their power bomb from Swiss powerhouse. Clay constantly defeated Dan Garcia. Constantly's counter goal team was great. 
Gonzalez, Juan Garcia, the barricade look nasty to me. Kilhuis <laughs> versus the boys. House of Black versus the Commander and Gravity. Killswage took on the boys in a handicap match one sided. It was short. The masked man made quick work of the twins. Broke a chair away. Chelsea won the twins after the match with Adam Copeland. Ryan prevents from doing more damage. Copeland hit with two contraders and a curb stop. The match was shortened in the post match attack, but it got Copeland to pop the crowd and served the purpose. Copeland gave up backstage promo after the break. Killswage defeated the boys. So the House of Black was an answer to Buddy Matthews. Malachi Black took on the team with great gravity commander. The high fives had a few opportunities to show up the skill. Most part, this was a dominant performance by House of Black. Both Black and Matthews became frustrated, losing at full gear, feeling like they were extra, extra, extra vicious. Could easily win the match with us tied. This won't be remembered in a week, but they did a good job setting House of Black back on the right path. Finally, he lost by everyone, but Julie Hart. This bout lasts longer than it needed to be, but not in a bad way. Black <laughs> Murphy picked up a solid, unpredictable win. Give Holland more decisive. Win might make sense, but giving the crowd a better match than they're going to get complained. House of Black defeated Commander of Gravity. Tristan kept Richardson hit on hit on April. was brutal. Casa probably couldn't have caught him, but it was never to be seen. Every member of the House of Black has a great entrance. The special presentation is the best of all AEW. Gravity cutting all these other entrepreneurs and you can see some character development. Being a high flyer person isn't a personality. The way Matthew sends Gravity that Black's need did not go as planned. We got Julia Hart versus Lady Frost, TBS champion. Lady Frost got a big opportunity this week when she got a TBS champion with one by Julia Hart in full gear. Her was overpowered at first, but she quickly showed far she was not to be overlooked. Both women got some stiff shots early on, but, but, but Frost's gymnastics helped her steal the spotlight a bit. A couple of spots ended up looking sloppy due to lack of experience working together, but most of it really got decent. Hart won the retainer title. Julie Hart defeated Lady Frost. It's always nice to see Lady Frost on your TV. She's underrated talent. Hart continues to add things, little things that are interesting to make her feel different every couple of weeks. The House of Black Wolf for this match, there was no countouts, so they fought outside the ring for a long time. We go to The Righteous versus FTR. Next time, Crash Lewin action against Vincent Dutch. Vincent Richard was nowhere to be seen. This has been even two on two match. Dutch put him over a fight with Vincent, but her break this all about was about FTR. The Righteous began making a comeback during the picture picture. After we had come back, the majority of the show, 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 the majority of the After fun with basic tag team contest, FTS scored a win with Shadow Sheen. Matthews Black came through the crowd, did not attack, they just talked to FTR. FTR defeated the Righteous. Yeah. So we got, we also got Dante Martin's promo, turn promo. It was messed up, but they had to do a show it again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Look, Keith Lee versus Lee Moriarty. This is Lee versus Lee this week when Lee took on the preliminary for Moriarty. Moriarty being Shane Taylor's current associate. He and Illuminous One had a built-in feud. This is about two complete different styles. Moriarty first speed strikes and submissions while Keith pa- Kate pa- the powerhouse is capable of occasional feats of agility. I'm tired. Right. I can't. I can't. Oh, I got Let's just get a kind of fun clash. Um, man, to be the perspective, uh, to go with some entertaining spots. More easy and very fit match from his hometown crown was nice to see, but did a good job made it clear he was he was appreciating me love. He, he, he hit a slam, huge slam to score the win by pinfall, but real feud with Taylor. Let's hope AW falls off other soon. Keep lead the field, Lee Moriarty. Keep junk, kick look good. Keep powered up, overpowered him. It was a good moment. Or right, the main event of the show saw Brody King taking like Eddie Kicks in a match in the ongoing Continental Classic. The House of Black, Brody picked up two wins in the show. The King looked to make a hat trick. The fight was key to Tazi Earn, so we're earned to earn. One of the matches I put a gift to Big E said, Big Me, Matt Swag is brutal, hard hitting, highly entertaining. Guys are physical and good. If I each other's oil good, it's going to be a treat. They filled 20 minutes of the show with one action. And the crowd here left and right. They didn't try to hell. At the pretty charge of hell, sorry, this is big me. Has going on. I guess this to come to a huge power from, from King. So yeah, very King defeated Eddie Kingston. So Kingston had a Roberto Clementon jersey. It's easy to figure out big Kingston is what you see him next to a beast like King. The contest of top is awesome. So my thoughts uh uh, my fault. Uh, this world's all here. Let here, my, um, my, well, my thoughts on Rampage Collision this week. It's a, it's a bit of between, between her. It was okay. It was a good show. They put a great effort. So, yeah. Rampage Collision was good. So, so yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, this is the Gustavo Podcast. I'll see y'all next Sunday as usual. I'll see y'all. Oh, shit. Um, uh, probably the, I'll see you probably the last Sunday because, yeah. Uh, probably the last Sunday because next Sunday will be the last Sunday, I mean, because it's going to be to my big break. I'll be probably back in January. So see y'all later. Thank you.